This is uh, Dale DeRuder and Derek Bolin once again with the uh, Outrage Factory podcast. Coming back from uh, a month-long hiatus. Yeah. Is that long enough for um, a sabbatical? Uh, yeah, we could call it our, our first official sabbatical. So that, yeah, let's just say that because it sounds more important than we just didn't do it because you were gone and I was sick, then you were sick and... Yeah, sabbatical. Yeah, way that, better. That sounds good. We Makes... also needed to let an appropriate amount of outrage uh, build up. Yeah, percolate, it, if on, you will, on, in the webosphere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel think like so. we have. You know, something. Uh, Chris Cornell died uh, of the bad sound garden. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, but it actually like made me think. I was like, oh, like remember a time where like celebrities would die. And there was, like, this predictable outrage cycle where it was, like, celebrity would die and people would get, like, super upset that the celebrity yeah. had died. And then people would be like, you're an idiot for caring about celebrities dying. Yeah. And then there would be this backlash against them, whereas this time, uh, Chris Cornell died and I looked at my Twitter and it was just Trump, 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 yeah. Trump, 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 Trump. Like, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> this is what we've become now. Yeah, and, like... I didn't really look into it, but he died with, like, was it suicide or was it, like, well, autoerotic? So, uh, here's the thing, and I don't I don't want to disrespect the man yeah. in his death, but uh, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about this. They're, they're yeah. saying it's a suicide, but, like, and maybe he was a guy who was, like, suffering silently, but there yeah. were no warning signs there. He had just, like, talked to his wife, taken a couple out of band. He didn't sound, like, despondent or depressed. He was talking about future shows with fans. Uh, they found him in the bathroom with, like, a, a resistance band, I think. Like, a workout band around his okay, neck. Yeah. Not traditionally something you hang yourself with. Because those things have a lot of a lot of give on him. Yeah, right? and you think they would break. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, he's not... got to be at least... Even even small, like, super rock star is 160 pounds. Yeah. He was he was a tall... He was a tall yeah. dude. And he was pretty muscular, so... So, my, my uh, like, immediate thought was, like, this is autoerotic yeah, asphyxiation. Was, uh, plus, it's Chris Cornell. Yeah. He's, like, he's a little on the uh, outskirts he's, of the fringe society. He's, he's edgy. He's edgy. I mean, he had his nipples dude. pierced, right? Yeah, like... I mean, once you get your nipples <laughs> pierced, you're just straight into autoerotic. <laughs> That's the leave it. It's, it's the takes. gateway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and nobody, I mean, clearly, I don't think like major media outlets are going to come out and be like, this guy killed himself while masturbating accidentally. Yeah. But, uh, like, not like the Kung Fu guy. Yeah. Wait, did they do that? Was it like. Yeah, they said he was doing auto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Da- they were David, like, uh, David Carradine. They're yeah. like, yeah, David Carradine, totally masturbating. <laughs> Chris Cornell, of the two, I'd say Chris Cornell is way more likely to masturbate than David Carradine. Yeah. Because David Carradine was, what, like... 80? Pushing 80. <laughs> he, was, he was up there. Chris Cornell was, what, 52 in his early 50s? Yeah. Which... Uh, 52, exactly, I think. Is no spring chicken, but still, that's young enough to get your rocks off. Well, yeah, and there's... there's But there was just, like, nothing that suggested he was depressed or thinking of killing himself in the slightest and uh even people close to him and his family are being like well no there's no reason he would have done this they're blaming it on the 
Maybe he fell because he was on Ativan. Well, kind of that's loopy. that's the thing. It sucks. His his security, his personal security guard or bodyguard or whatever, admitted to giving him uh, Ativan, and like yeah. that guy's gonna get fucked by all this. Yeah. he's oh. he's gonna face lawsuits, he's gonna be possibly Mi- criminal charges. He's gonna be the Michael Jackson doctor. And yeah, all this. <laughs> he really will. Be. It's like thank you for your years of service. Yeah, get uh, the fuck out. You're fucked. Um, Another thing too is it's like. Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots were always releasing albums neck and neck, and then their two frontmen die within a year. Of each oh, I other. totally forgot that uh, Scott Whalen had died. Yeah, but well, Scott Whalen's was a little more predictable than Chris Cornell's. Yeah, that, would, that guy should have died in the nineties. Like, yeah, really liked his heroin. Yeah, man. Do you think they're going to find some lost Audio Slave tapes and release them? Oh my God, I hope not. Audio <laughs> Slave was awful. I liked I was... Audio Slave actually. Okay, Audio Slave. Better than Soundgarden, though? No, no, yeah. I did. I, I'm not saying that. I like Audio Slave a lot better than Rage Against the Machine. No, no. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, we got to see. I think, like, the time is absolutely ripe, given the political climate in the States right now, uh, for uh, probably a good time for a Rage Against the Machine reunion. Yeah. Well, aren't they together right now? Are they? Because they, uh, they got back together. After Audio Slave broke up, Google it on and the old internet here. I think they released an album, but I'm not sure. My thing with Rage Against the Machine was I was like, man, this band is rad. And then they broke up, and I'm like, oh, whatever. And then Audio Slave came out, and I was like, oh, I didn't like Rage Against the Machine. I like the musicians, <laughs> and with a different, <laughs> like with an actual singer, it's way better. Because I was a fan of Rage, just not a fan of Zach De La Rocha. Yeah, he's. Uh... He's he's kind of grating, and he's not a particularly great vocalist. Yeah, but I don't know. I I got into uh, Rage Against the Machine oh, during my like definitely when I was like sixteen, seventeen. Well, even my like I I, was I into it. ideological like far left like oh yeah, oh, this band speaks to me. They get it. We gotta fight the power. It's like if Although we care was... enough, we can change the world. And yeah. I care so much yeah. right now. And then the world was like, yeah, we're not changing. And then you're like, oh, well, I guess I should listen to good music if the world's not going to change anyway. Yeah. And then the band realized that and broke up. And uh, yeah, I, I can't find anything on, on whether they've reunited. But uh, okay, well, I'm sure time will tell. But yeah, so the totally predictable outrage cycle that would normally take place in the wake of a celebrity death has been replaced by people shrieking about Trump 24 hours a day. I know, it's- and it's. It's kind of hurting our podcast. It's exhausting, man. Like, I can't even... We have a natural aversion to Trump because, A, it's super annoying, B, it's politics and boring as a default, and then C, yeah, he is, like, there's nothing you could say. It's like, yeah, he is a moron. We all know this. Quit saying he's a moron because we all know. Let's (laughs) actually try to figure out what to do. Yeah. And well, and that's the other thing. Nothing, like, every day there's, like... You can you can see the excitement building. People are like, Trump's gonna get impeached. It's, yeah, no, Trump is not gonna no, get impeached. Not. Like he he's gonna be there for four years, possibly eight. Uh, I'd it's say some we have to start accepting because uh, people, most of the people in the United States get their uh, news from, uh, you know, like Fox News yeah. or like very the big cable news. Yeah, very predictable, which can skew the story however they want, and then. Yeah. Uh, the the Senate and the House are, are both controlled by Republicans, and there's there's no way they're going to make a move to impeach their guy in the White House. Yeah, and plus, <laughs> even if they get rid of Trump, who's there? Who's next? Pence. Uh, Pence. Like, yeah, and then so, Paul Ryan. It's not like either of those would be better. Yeah, so Pence <laughs> would just be 
would want all the same things that Trump does, except for he's not an idiot. So it yeah. could even be worse because he would actually know how to do stuff and just launch right into it instead of getting obsessed with his Twitter feed. Yeah, I think Pence is actually more dangerous in a lot of ways yeah. to uh, the left than than Trump is because Trump's just a moron and like yeah. he's, he's like a blank slate. You can project whatever you want onto him yeah. uh, and he'll do it because he so desperately wants to be uh, liked and acknowledged as good at the job. Yeah. Um, but whereas Pence is just like, he's he's not good. Like he's he's this ideologue who's like very yeah. very far right wing and evangelical. And, and he probably knows the exact measures of power he can use. Unlike Trump, who's been a good learning uh, process because he'll be like, "This is what I'm gonna do," and then the powers that be are like, "Actually." No, you can't just do that <laughs> yeah. because there are checks and balances in place. So we have this constitution. You yeah. may have heard of it. <laughs> and once uh, or twice. you can't just say stuff because you're the guy who's sitting in the seat and then it happens. Yeah. Whereas uh, Pence would be like, I know the back ways and loopholes and I know where the the skeletons are buried and stuff like that. And then he would probably actually get more stuff passed than Trump. I got to say my absolute favorite thing about the Trump presidency uh because of Trump being, like, a prolific tweeter for, like, six years before he was even yeah. elected. Uh, and a lot of those tweets being very critical of uh, the Obama administration and what they were doing and yeah. specific things. There, There is actually a tweet that is a self-own by Trump, like, six years in the future for everything he does. Where he's just, like, he's, like, uh, yeah, just, like, criticizing the hell out of Obama or the government for doing the things he is now doing. And, of course, like, without fail, someone will go back and look through his timeline. Yeah. Six years worth of tweets and find the exact one that corresponds to the situation. And it's actually, it's it's been, you could set a clock to it. Like, every That's time awesome. Trump does something, someone will find an old Trump tweet that shows him uh, ragging on someone for doing the exact same thing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's more energy than I'd be willing to look through a timeline. Yeah. So he it's, tweets a lot. Too. He Yeah, a ton. He's, he's not a man with a filter, uh, which is both good and bad. It kind of gives people this unprecedented look into what a president is thinking uh, at all yeah. hours of the day. And it's good because you could see he's thinking real time because he just tweets out his thoughts. Yeah. But it's it's becoming a point of contention. Uh, you know, some of his staff are like desperately trying to get oh, him yeah, to rein in. Spin doctors must like, just be like, they're all going to be bald from pulling their hair out. Yeah, it's just like, okay, what's on the what's on the docket for today? What do we have to doctor and make good spin? They're like, well, Trump said this, and they're like, fuck again, shit. <laughs> Why well, it's fine. It's gotten to the point now where like every time he has like a sem semi coherent tweet or he like makes a speech that actually yeah. makes sense or he does an interview where he doesn't like fly off the handle and say some paranoid bullshit, you're like, okay, like yeah. someone's controlling him to make him say those things because yeah. it's very un Trump. <laughs> Uh, to do those things. That's more than I wanted to say about Trump uh, in this podcast. But yeah, it's basically, we were like, when we came up with the concept for this podcast, we yeah. were like, this is perfect. People are angry about shit all the time. And they're just, and it's unfounded. And then Trump came along and just ruined everything. Yeah, he really did. Uh, so we, we sorted through a month worth of news and found some, uh, some shit that people got angry about that they, they probably shouldn't be angry about. Yeah. Uh, Dale, take us away. Okay, so there's actually two entries into the world of avocado debate. One, 
is avocado hand. Apparently people are cutting avocados and even like the, uh, what's it called? The ER, the CR doctor in Britain actually termed it. He calls it avocado hand because he could tell the injury because he's seen it so often. And he says once every day or two, somebody comes in with avocado hand. And it's basically, you hold an avocado in your hand and then you take a knife and you slice down. And since the uh, shell of an avocado is kind of that crispy hard, and then the innards are basically gross goo that if it didn't taste as good as it does, you'd never eat it from the consistency alone. Cause it's like, it's somewhere in between yogurt and snot and you're kind of ruining like, avocados for like, I'm an yeah, avocado fan. Yeah. <laughs> but the only reason you like them is cause they taste so good. So anyways, they slice down and then once they get through the crusty peel, it goes straight through and into their hand and they cut their hand. And this is actually one of the worst cuts you could get because all your tendons and nerve endings run through the palm of your hand. They don't run through the outside of your hand as like a biological protectorate sort of thing. So they go, there's bones between all your tendons and arteries and stuff. And you. so basically me and Derek have both been cooks. And one of the first things they tell you if you're going to do anything cook, like if you go to school or you get a job, the first thing they tell you is never cut towards yourself. So if you're going to cut an avocado, don't do it in your hand. Yeah. And another thing, which isn't really something people think about when they're cutting stuff because nobody's a professional cutter of stuff. They're like, oh, I don't know how to cut. I'll just get a knife and push down. But if you have something like avocados or say tomatoes, you would think just grabbing a sharp, like, say, chef's knife with no teeth on it, and then you just press down. But if you're having trouble, the thing to do would be to grab, like, a bread knife or something with big teeth and less downforce and more back to back and forth sawing motion. The thing I don't get, there's a big fucking pit in the middle yeah. of an avocado, like, and it's it's near impossible like you'd have to be exerting a lot of force to slice directly through that pit so how I, are these i think people... they like they're either hitting the pit and ricocheting off or just like slicing on the side of as it? as much as they're dumb enough to cut something into the palm of their hand <laughs> that's a valid they're I'm like aim, who would think <laughs> their aim is also off so they're missing the pit and just going straight into the hand that's uh yeah you use a cutting board would be the obvious advice yeah. you can put put an avocado set it on like and another thing you could do too, if if you're having a lot of trouble cutting avocados, is you get the turkey prongs. Those are usually in every knife block that you've used maybe once in your entire life. They're just like these big metal prongs. And basically what you could do is you could stab those into the pit so you can control the avocado and then just slice between the prongs down to the pit. You know if an avocado is ripe enough, you don't even really need a knife. You could go into that fucker with a spoon and like clear it out relatively yeah. Easy. You just have to pierce the skin. So I I don't know who... I mean, it's just a, another sign that our species is doomed, probably. Yeah, well, I happening. think... Yeah, it's exactly that. It's like, it's just one of those lessons as a society, I guess, we, let, we have to let the dumb people learn for us. It's like, I really like avocados. They're really good. They've got some healthy fats. They're actually pretty important for your diet. And then, oh, I think I'm going to eat one. And then you hear this news about this guy who has to go through months of rehab because he had to have surgery to the tendons in his hands and he lost control of his <laughs> ring finger because he wanted to make avocado toast. See, I'm going to say if 
if Chris Cornell had had avocado hand, might still be alive today. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't have been. Wait, what if the resistance <laughs> training was because of avocado hand and that was part of his recuperation technique? I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I think natural selection needs to make a comeback in a big way for the human yeah. race because they're, we're, we're expending an awful lot of effort keeping dumb people alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it just seems like a waste to me when we have all these problems facing uh our species and our planet just just let dumb people die and the best thing is if we let this happen and people start actually dying from the dumb things they're doing to themselves then property prices go down for me then i have more room to do stuff and then if i do something and i die then whatever i'm dead who cares counterpoint what if we're actually the dumb people what if we die from some i've done some dumb shit in my life oh yeah uh my uh my girlfriend is definitely so. My girlfriend uh, managed to razor blade the uh, end of her finger off by. I don't think she's going to appreciate this. Sticking. She doesn't listen to our podcast. Well, that's <laughs> a valid a point. She has so to listen to us talk. Screw her. A couple hours a week. Yeah. Uh, stuck her finger into the end of a stick blender uh, while it was activated and uh, sheared her finger off. So I mean, we we could well, maybe be the people who natural yeah. selection. <laughs> just kind of pushed out the door well yeah but i don't think i've never done anything like i've done stupid stuff well actually yeah there's one time in college where uh there's a pedestrian bridge over some railway tracks and there's like a support column that goes maybe 30 feet down and i might have not been sober and i might have had the great idea (laughs) why don't i fireman down this and in my totally sober i did air quotes so that means i'm not actually sober <laughs> he, he wasn't at this sober time. i figured i'd fireman slide down it and then my legs slipped off so i'm like 20 feet in the air held on by just my hands but since i have such gigantic biceps and strong hands i didn't fall off because i'm basically superhuman strength no i'm just joking <laughs> anyways what happened was i burnt the shit out of my finger because as i was going down it was it wasn't a polished fire pole obviously because it wasn't meant for people to slide down <laughs> well, you don't say so i burnt my hand and then i get down to the ground immediately sober now actually sober from being scared shitless and i was like well fuck i probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Hindsight, don't almost kill yourself because you think it'd be funny. Was it also you that put uh, a cactus through your hand in Cat Leaps that wasn't one time? Through my hand, it was into my hand. Well, we were like, it's, it's Cat Loops. Still, and, still not sober. Uh, uh, I, a disclaimer for all of this should be that it's pre-smartphone. So we used to actually get bored without smartphones because now if you're bored, you're like, I'll just learn something about absolutely anything in the universe because I have access to or the see, internet. Or see what people are saying about Trump yeah. on Twitter. So before that, we couldn't just go to Twitter. There was no Twitter. So we were basically, we weren't drunk. We were in the desert of Kamloops running, well, not running around, just climbing around in the hills. And I put my hand on a cactus. It didn't go through, but I had like four bulbs stuck into my hand. I, it was a pretty gnarly, like, I've never seen a cactus meet human flesh like that before. I oh, it hurt. Say. Like, it was, it was, it was stuck into your hand. And the worst part was, I couldn't just pull it out because it was cactus. So, to reach and grab onto it to try pull it out, I would just get it in my other hand. 
So, yeah, that was a pretty cool that, thing. That necessitated a trip. I, I remember taking you to the emergency room. Oh, yeah, room. we totally went to the ER. <laughs> and the doctor came, realized that I wasn't sober. Well, not drunk, but I think we were high. Yeah, sounds like something we would have done. Yeah, that was, that was when we were in our early 20s. And he was instantly annoyed at the fact that I came in at, like, 11 p.m. with cactus stuck in my hand just giggling like an idiot and he was like here and he gave me a pair of tongs and a pair of tweezers he's like pull this out and i'll come back and see if there's anything wait he made you pull it out yourself i had tongs to pull out the main pieces and then i had tweezers to pull out the little the like actual prickles and then he comes. That is savage. I know. And I thought it was funny because I was like, I was like, that dick's gonna make me do it. And then I thought about it, like, well, that's actually hilarious because I want to do the same thing too. It's like this high fucking dickhead comes into my ER with this bullshit non-injury. He could fix it himself. And then, yeah. And then there was actually one under the skin that he had to cut out. And then I just went on my merry way. Yeah. But I wouldn't have died from that. Uh, you know, in in the old days, you could die from from fucking before we had hospitals keeping idiots oh alive. You could have just like gotten blood poisoning and died. Oh, it would have yeah. been like months down the road, but or since we used to wipe our ass with our hand. Yeah, so that would have. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about how bad life used to be. <laughs> fucking wiping your hand with cactuses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, I see what you were doing with the with the home purchase that you were setting us up for our segue, weren't you? Yeah, you were our segue to the avocado toast. Yeah, all right, go. Because it was a two part. Av- oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for for derailing that's that for fine. you. No, we, that, that was a good story. <laughs> it helps the uh, listeners get to know old Dale better and his <laughs> idiotic exploits of his youth before he was as intelligent and wizened as he is now yeah those actually those exploits probably continued up until uh a year ago when you got yourself a serious girlfriend like there was there was still some some dumb shit going on a part of me wants to argue because i don't want to give her too much credit for making me stop being a complete idiot but you're actually pretty correct she kind of unwillingly dragged me into being a better person Oh, that's kind of romantic. It's it's hard to kind of hold it against her because I should have been like that anyway. But I I don't know. It's 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 one of those feelings that only people in relationships know about. Yeah, where it's like someone makes you a better person, but you're still spiteful against it because it was kind (laughs) of you're the one who's supposed to make yourself a better person. Yeah, it wasn't your choice. You had to like hand over. Yeah, I get I get that. Hand over the keys to the kingdom. I mean, it's like. And if somebody runs the kingdom better than you, you're like, well, what the fuck have I been doing for 35 <laughs> yeah, years? That you could just stroll in and it's better. I hate you for doing <laughs> yeah. a better job at uh, running my life yeah, than I I'm did. better now and it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, avocado toast. Okay, so I don't know why you're getting me to say this because uh, I'm the guy who doesn't do research in no names. So basically, an Australian guy... In mocking the millennial, was he mocking or is he just trying to explain? He was just so yeah. He's like some thirty-five-year-old uh, property developer, which like right away, thirty-five years old millionaire property developer. Like this guy's a dickhead. No one should take anything he says yeah. seriously. Uh, made a comment about how uh, maybe millennials could afford home ownership if they stopped spending so much on avocado toast. And I get what <laughs> what he was saying yeah. was that millennials spend money on a lot of dumb shit yeah. rather than saving to buy a house. 
but the the choice of avocado toast is a stand-in for all the dumb shit like yeah that's millennials it's, buy. it's obscure and why avocado toast just it's like out of left field you could be like you could say millennials buy way too much technology because like your smartphone's a couple hundred bucks you got a tv you got a laptop you got all this stuff that they're buying now and they're like they're not necessarily buying outright but they're getting incurring debt like they're getting four-year contracts for a phone they're paying they're getting like tvs on credit cards and all this stuff yeah like how much is your cell phone plan a month uh 85 oh, that's not that's that's reasonable it's still 85 bucks yeah that, so that's like almost 1200 bucks a year yeah when i was in my 20s i'm not saying i was more responsible for money because i'm still living the cursed effects of being an idiot with money in my 20s but what like avocado toast was a bad example because it could have been an actually salient point because what he could have said was millennials have a lifestyle right now that although it is way better than it's ever been it is more expensive than it's ever been and they're kind of feel entitled to this extravagant lifestyle to the point where they don't want to give anything up to save money yes to own a house which okay so i see where he's coming from yeah. like millennials it used to be you graduated high school and you got married the next day and you <laughs> popped out like four kids the day after that yeah and all like right away you were forced to be a responsible adult so yeah. you just worked you didn't have any fun you raised your shitty kids you bought a house for like because you could afford that on some yeah. shitty entry-level job well the thing was too you never left your hometown like if you and me stayed in silent arm and have been working since we graduated we could probably afford a house now too. oh yeah we'd have like many houses i'd probably own an entire subdivision we'd be slumlords <laughs> the thing is they were actually they had the uh i guess the oh, i can't think of the word but anyways there it was better because they weren't reminded about how great the life is outside of their own little social circle because they don't have like the ability to see what celebrities are doing around the world. And yeah, or people. even, like, your friends who don't have four kids and <laughs> way more disposable income than you yeah. are like, oh, I'm going to fly off to this music festival, or I'm going to fucking eat all this avocado, to uh, avocado <laughs> toast. Yeah. Just, like, mountains of it. Are um, avocados actually that expensive? They, you know, maybe, so... The guy's from Australia, so I imagine maybe Ooh. maybe there's a bit of a mark up there. Probably oh, yeah, not a thriving. Because basically Australia doesn't have anything and they have to import everything. Oh, so it's a fucking awful penal colony and I yeah. can't understand and why anyone... Like, how great is your country that you actually eat fucking kangaroos? Yeah. Like, you could buy kangaroo meat in the stores. Like, yeah, that sounds like a great country. <laughs> I can't wait to come there. I've actually heard that uh, our, our buddy Sean went and lived in Australia for a couple months, I think. He said oh, kangaroo yeah. meat is fucking awful. Just, like, not I think it would be good. the equivalent of eating, like, donkey. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I do. and yeah. I eat, Or horse. Like, very, yeah. like, lean, not, not yeah. good fatty animals. But I'd say there's a reason we don't eat meat like that. Because it's not as delicious as cute fuzzy cows yeah like basically the reason we eat so much cows is that's the best tasting animal yeah because they're fat yeah same with pigs just like very and fat lazy animals the best thing about cows is you're like you know your meat would taste change flavor if i fed you different food and cows are just like i don't give a fuck about anything <laughs> i'll eat whatever you give me so you can have 
grain-fed cows. You can have corn-fed cows. You can have grass-fed cows. And they all taste different. And it's all delicious. And the cows are like, oh, you're giving me grain? <laughs> Food, <eat> perfect. <laughs> Fuck, whatever. It's in front of me. I'll eat it. It makes me wonder how much the taste could get a little dark here. Yeah. Human meat would change based on, like, human meat diets. Like, do you think if you lined up, like, a vegan and, like, a cow-fed human, do you think their meats would have, like, markedly Oh, yeah, definitely. Flavor? Definitely have different flavor. And, like, this is also going to sound dark, but pigs are actually the closest animal to humans. And I've heard cannibals say that human tastes like pork. So if you take... You, you've first person heard cannibals. You've been no. hanging out with cannibals, and they have said... Okay. I read about it on the internet when I was looking at I'm just wondering, if you're hanging out with cannibals, that's cool, man. I would, I would like to know who these people are so that I can avoid them. Well, that would kind of ruin our secret society. <laughs> Anyways, so if you feed a pig all vegetables, it'll taste some way. And then if you feed a pig meat, it gets like an acrid, like, gross taste. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in the coming apocalypse, we're going to be able to put this to the test and, like, eat vegan humans yeah like that like movie the road humans. that basement i'm yeah. still traumatized man by that, that was basement. a fucking awful movie oh. uh and then nothing happened in the end the whole movie he's like don't go with other people they'll kill you don't go with other people they'll kill you it, dale's about to spoil the movie for those hour of the book for those of you who haven't read or seen hey, it if you're gonna read the road i'm gonna spoil it don't <laughs> it's dark it's boring and nothing i happens. loved it man i, I love you're that. gonna watch them i didn't read the book i just watched the movie i love the book i actually really like the movie too and this was before i think uh since i've had like a child of my own i think yeah. i'd like appreciate it a lot because the whole movie is about the relationship between like yeah, the dad and the kid right i guess Whereas you before would be like, i couldn't really relate to it that much yeah like okay so if you haven't watched the movie the road pause this podcast and go watch the movie The Road because I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it. And you know what? I don't even feel bad because I didn't enjoy my time with the movie. So basically the dad has the kid and he's teaching him that if other people come and something happens to the dad, he wants the kid to kill himself. So he teaches him how to put a gun in his mouth and how to shoot himself just because he's the dad is like there's a lot of cannibals in this time and it does make sense because he doesn't want his little kid eaten by cannibals. So whatever, hour and a half later, something happens to the dad and he dies. And then these people come and take the kid in and they're like, oh, we would have come earlier, but we thought that guy had kidnapped you. And they're like, oh, that's my dad. And they're like, where is he now? He's like, oh, he's dead. And then it just turns out the kid's fine. So basically the movie was preparing the kid to kill himself instead of being taken by other people. And then other people take him in and his life is immediately better. And that's why you don't have to watch that movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The, the, my takeaway from it was that, like, because he died, right? Like, yeah. the, dad, the dad dies of, like... We should do some research. Whatever, whatever <laughs> shit. I read this book, like, six times. I should probably be you familiar with it You read a by book now. six times? Yeah, I like... I I've it. never read a book more than once. This is... Really? Wait. No. Maybe Chrysalids. There's like, no. ha oh, Chrysalids is such a damn good book. I know. Like, when they made us read that... That was the first book that they make you read in school, and I was like, "Holy shit, reading can be good! This book is amazing." I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna order that book on Amazon while we record here because oh, you just man. reminded me it exists. They should make a movie of that. I'm actually amazed that With they the have rock. not. With the, the rock should be in everything. Yes. Like, did I ever tell you what my secret fantasy is? 
They remake all the cheesy Arnold Schwarzenegger sci-fi movies with The Rock. What? And like, better uh, effects. Well, they already remade Running Man. Total Recall. That was actually a really good remake. I, I didn't see it. It's but. so good. Like, yeah, the effects aren't as good in Arnold Schwarzenegger. The effects are way better, and they're not cheesy, and it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it's Colin Farrell. Who is a strapping stud in his own right. He's nothing like... He's not an action movie guy. Like, no, he's but not... he's awesome. He's way better at conveying feelings and what a person would be feeling going through these act- activities than Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Fair enough. Uh, this, basically what happens is when they remake stuff like Robocop, the new Robocop story was way better and the nuanced characteristics of... A guy going through that trials and tribulations was way better reflected in the new movie, but nobody liked it because it wasn't the one they watched when they were a kid. Yeah. Well, that's like, I think you look at movies from the 80s that they don't really have any subtext and they don't really care about the characters. It's just like, now this guy's part robot. Now he's shooting shit and solving crimes. Like, that's just it. Could you imagine watching these movies? Like, I went through this phase where I'd go back and find terrible sci-fi movies I'd never watched, like Logan's Run. And then you watch it for the first time, and you're like, this is fucking hot garbage. <laughs> they obviously didn't know how to make a good movie back then. Uh, Blade, Blade Runner, new Blade Runner is coming out as well. They're, yeah. they're remaking that. That's not a remake, that's a sequel. Or a sequel, because uh, what's his name? Harrison, Harrison Ford still. is actually going to reprise his yeah. role and then, in it. Yeah. Which is cool, I yeah. guess. I watched old Blade Runner. It's pretty good. It was very boring. I'd imagine if I'd watched it when it came out, I would have enjoyed it a lot more because for its time, like the effects and like the new city was actually rad. But watching it now, you're like, well, I've seen stuff that looks kind of better. It still looks good. Like when they show like the big city exteriors and stuff, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good for the 80s. It doesn't yeah. look, it wouldn't oh. hold up to any yeah, of our no. shit now. Uh Anyway, going back to the, I, I get the guy who just like, who was it? Someone at my work was like, I listen to your podcast. You guys talk about movies a lot. And I'm like, no, we're just like, we're, we're juxtaposing these movies with like things that people get angry yeah. with. It, movies reflect life, man. Is, is art imitating life or life imitating art? We just talk about movies. It's the only th- frame yeah. of reference we have for anything. What should we talk about? Literature? Yeah, no. We can't because I don't read that often. I did mention that I read a book on the podcast today my work here is done yeah i read a book once uh, six times <laughs> the fuck read i read a book once no you read that book six times that's how much Derek reads books is he reads them so much that he reads them again that's a weird thing okay writing, so i'm reading another i've like a book buying problem like i ordered yeah. i just ordered a book while we were like in the past five minutes of this podcast. How much podcast. was it? Like, uh, 11 bucks. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Amazon. Give us sponsorship money. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Don't give us books because I'm not going to read them and Derek will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I like, I buy books compulsively, but I'll have like, I have like 10 or 12 that I'll just read over and over and over yeah. again. And the rest of these books just like stack up and I never touch them. Like, See, I have the exact same problem because I have about six books that I bought like two years ago, and I'm like, I'm going to read these, and then I just don't read, because I'm like, I have a smartphone and the internet, why would I read a book? Why? Who does that anymore? What a dumb thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're reading a book, you're like, blah, 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 you're like, oh wait, fucking movies exist, what am I doing? I, 
<laughs> just watch this. And it'll take an hour and a half instead of six weeks. Actually, audiobooks are something that I really, like, people have been extolling the virtues of these oh, things yeah. to me for quite... I, I can't do it. Granted, podcasts are, are something I was really late to the game on and just yeah. started getting into now that I have my own that I force people to listen to against their will. Yeah. Uh, but audiobooks seem... Uh, at first, I was like, "Well, why would I get a person to read a book to me?" But now I'm kind of like, "Well, I can I can see the appeal in that because you can be doing something else." Yeah, especially while... now that you could get audiobooks as a file on your on like your phone, you could listen to it while you're transiting to work or while you're at work if you have a job like that. So it's I, I have a job like that. There you I go. Can listen to stuff at work. Like when I was in welding school on in the summer, I was working on my cousin's farm. I was basically driving a tractor for eight hours, and I wasn't listening to audiobooks, but I was listening to a history podcast that might as well have been an audiobook, and I learned way more than I was comfortable with. And do you want to do you want to name drop this podcast oh, just yeah. for our, so our listeners can check it out? Dan Carlin's one. Hardcore History is. Probably the best podcast I've ever heard pertaining to history. Dude, you pay. You, it may or may not be the only one, but it's still the best. D- Dale played one episode of this for me, like driving out to my place one night, and I think I listened to like thir- thirty minutes of one episode, and my brain expanded from like this yeah, one thirty-minute like, listen. I was like, so what? You're just like you're like have to pull over on the side of the road and just. Steve, breathe deeply because your brain is just <laughs> absorbing too much. Anyway, going back to our point about how millennials buy lots of dumb sh- I buy too many books. Half of them yeah. I don't read. I just bought another book that I'm probably never going to touch. Yeah. Although I did, to be fair, I did read The Chrysalids in like grade eight, nine. When do they make and this read? And plus, it'll be, that's like a what, an hour read? You could just yeah. like... Just burn through it. But yeah. so a lot of people got... Mostly, they just, like, mocked the guy for referring to avocado toast. Some people went and crunched the numbers, and it was like, well, how many orders of avocado toast would you have to give up to buy a house, given average home prices? And it was, like, 70,000 orders of avocado toast. So you'd, like, you'd have to, like, not order avocado toast for multiple lifetimes to be able to buy a house. But But basically, it's to buy a house... The problem is you have to leave the city center, and nobody wants to do that. They're all like, I love the city center. I want to stay here forever. Whereas we live in Vancouver. Well, we're both suburbs, and I live in Langley, and you could buy a townhouse in Langley for just over $200,000. I was actually checking out some uh, uh, real estate prices out like by your guys' place. Because I thought those homes, I was like, whatever, you're like way out in the valley. Yeah. Like those homes are going to be like maybe four or five hundred thousand. Pull them yeah. up. They're all they're all million dollar homes. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't buy a million dollar. You don't need a five bedroom home as your first home. What you do is, as a first time buyer, your down payment is only five percent. So on a two hundred thousand dollar townhouse, you're paying ten grand. You get a co-signer. You put your rent in there. You pay like what, like eight hundred bucks mortgage, make give or take, with their strata fees on top of that. You live there because that's a two bedroom, one bedroom, and you don't need bigger than that until you start a family. So you live there for a couple years, and then when you're ready, you move into a bigger house and you sell your townhome and use that as a down payment. And the problem is to do this, you have to leave the city center and you have to go have an uncool life in the suburbs. Like, me and Derek love it because we're uncool now because we're in our late 30s. We were always uncool. Shut up, Derek. (laughs) We were not always uncool. In fact, we were super rad. 
But anyways, what you have to do is you have to leave the city center. You can't go fucking drinking more than once a week. You probably should drink maybe once a month if you want to buy a house. You should not drink at all. Well, that's, gonna, and that's like the guy picked avocado toast. He could have said alcohol because oh, yeah. Uh, uh, for those of you who aren't friends with me on the internet, and I talk actually, I used to talk about it a lot more. I've been sober for like a year and a half, and I got this sobriety app that tracked how much money I was saving, uh, not drinking based on the amount I spent when I like would go out to bars or if I like picked up a six pack to drink at home. And in a year and a half, I've saved saved because i didn't actually save anything yeah. i spent it on other stuff yeah but i saved like 11 or twelve thousand dollars yeah like and that's a thing. year and a like, half i'm not sober but i dr- i barely drink like i'll have maybe one or two beers a week on the weekend whatever but the thing is now that i have like a long-term girlfriend i don't need to drink because i used to drink be like oh my god i gotta go find a girl or i'm gonna die alone uh, and I'm too awkward to talk to girls, so I have to be drunk to do it. Uh, and they don't want to talk to me, so I have to buy them alcohol so they'll actually talk to me. And, like, at the end of the Just night... this vicious cycle. You're spent, like, $100, and then you go home alone anyway, and you're like, uh, why are women so hard? And then you get a girlfriend, and you're like, oh, I don't have to spend all this money. Holy shit. Now I could buy other stuff that I don't need, but I want. Yeah. Like... Well, you look like I, I. If I had to guess, I would say the vast majority of people, at least in our age, age range, like you know, say like thirty-five through to twenty-five, are yeah. drinking as some sort of social lubricant, or yeah. because they're like they get anxious talking to strangers, and it's so much easier when you're hammered. Spoiler so, alert: Everybody's awkward. Everybody's anxious. You're not special with your social awkwardness. We just. Just everybody agrees to ignore it and not bring it up because then when you're thinking about it, it's like when you got a sore thumb. Yeah, you could like do stuff, but as soon as you start thinking about how sore your thumb is, you're like, oh, I can't open this book. <laughs> oh, now I have to watch I can't TV. cut this avocado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and the great thing, uh, I never really gave it much thought until I stopped drinking myself, but now I'm like, hey, everyone is like really shitty and awkward and bad at talking to people in real life. Yeah. So now I can just like, go to people in bars and strike up random conversations and if they're like well you're a sober moron get away from me i'm like okay see you later one (laughs) thing i've noticed is people are way too willing to talk to you like if you go like i i don't know for some reason i just i don't like small talk like i'll talk to my friends of like hey what's up how's your life going whatever but if i'm like in the grocery store and I'm looking at a product I'm like uh, it's it's usually like a 15 second process it's like do I want this yes okay then I grab it do I want this no and then if someone comes up and they like strike up a conversation about this product you're like look I didn't want to care about this this much <laughs> could you please just leave it at do that do you work for this company why are you talking yeah. to me and about it's like this? I get that you want to interact with another human being but can we just not do that so I can leave <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I used to always find my oh, a perfect example of this was me and my girlfriend go to Bed Bath and Beyond and this is the most spoiler if you go to there. if you go to Bed Bath and Beyond they have free coffee. That's the most suburban couple thing I've ever oh. like the start of that story. <laughs> I would never deny that. Anyways, what happens was there's a guy, shout out to James, the coffee salesman at Bed Bath and Beyond who is actually quite lovely. We ended up having a 40-minute conversation about coffee makers. And did you know that if you have Crohn's disease, 
uh, regular coffee beans will affect your guts in a worse effect than espresso beans. That's something I learned from James in that 40-minute oh, conversation. But see, that that's something valuable, right? Yeah, like you're now... What I'm saying was, share I didn't want to talk to him that long. I just didn't have an out to get out of the conversation. <laughs> and, and he was showing me like $3,000 coffee makers. And I'm like, dude, I'm... You do not look like a guy. No offense. You're yeah. great. You're yeah. my best friend. Yeah. You do not look like a guy oh, who could afford $3,000 coffee. It's like, I'm not the Mark Zuckerberg with the hoodie thing. <laughs> That's not what's going on here. I'm not secretly rich. I'm actually dressing to perfectly relay my bank account. <laughs> Yeah, you're not uh, nouveau riche. You're just yeah. uh, not not rich. <laughs> no, even riche. saying nouveau riche makes me hate myself. <laughs> so yeah, again, um, millennials. Someone who might not even own a home would would buy that three thousand dollar espresso machine. Just yeah. To... So he could practice for it to be like, look, I don't have enough uh, social interactivity. So if you come to my house, I can make you a coffee on my three thousand dollar coffee machine so the crazy thing to me uh this is the only time i'm going to reference my trip to china which i was on what i was in china uh he's actually very pretentious and worldly since he got back people people in china will uh like you see in in uh north america a lot people will be house poor they'll buy like a really nice house and then just live like hand to mouth yeah like like pretty much like bankrupt themselves just so they can own a really nice house in china people will buy live in like these awful squalid shitty apartments and buy really nice cars cars are the so they'll be car poor people want yeah. really like they want bmws they want mercedes they want teslas but they'll live in these like essentially dumpsters your home doesn't matter as long as you have a nice car which you have to think, like even really nice car tops out at like what, like a hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, that's super nice. Like yeah, so that's got to be cheaper. So maybe it's time we as a civilization just like shift, shift yeah. what we care about, and instead of owning a really nice home, buy some shitty awful dumpster out in the suburbs yeah. and get yourself a really nice car. But the problem is cars depreciate in value, so... Shut up, Dale. <laughs> no one cares what you have to say. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, millennials, stop spending your money on dumb things. Like, even when someone comes out with, like, a, a ham-fisted analogy like this, there's, there is some truth to it. Like, you yeah. buy a lot of dumb shit uh, if you want to own a home, which admittedly now is more difficult for people to get into the market than it ever has been. Uh, you got to make some concessions. It's never been easy. You got to give up. Uh, like you said, you got to make concessions. It, it used to be so. It used to be easier. Like it, yeah. in terms of how, like the percentage of your take-home wages that are necessary to own a home. Like the gap between, like now, particularly in somewhere like Vancouver, it's like eighty to ninety percent of your wages have to go towards home ownership. Where it used to be something more manageable, like twenty to thirty percent. Yeah, which, they say your wage your what your bills and stuff what you're actually paying should be less than or all your bills housing car and everything combined should be what less than 70 percent of your wages yeah and I, if it's higher than that you're living beyond your means you're and a lot of people i think but the majority of people particularly uh in the lower mainland are definitely living beyond their means yeah so maybe it's time uh time to abandon the whole 
the whole home ownership thing. Uh, don't listen to financial advisor Dale here. Buy yourself a nice car. It will only <laughs> it will only appreciate in value. You can sell that thing for a badass profit and in ten to twenty years. If you do that, it's way better idea because you can't fucking take your house for a cruise on the country roads with the windows down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Even if you have a, mo- unless you live in like a really nice RV, which yeah. would be, why don't we just do that? That would be sweet. Because the toilets fill up way too fast. What? I, uh, gross. <laughs> How Shitters full, in an Derek. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, wow, look, we rambled for a full yeah, 48 we, minutes about nothing, really. We only talked, well, basically, we talked more about stuff we weren't going to, but... Uh, we're going to leave it there because if we try to tackle another subject, we'll talk about movies and Trump for another hour. So, <laughs> uh, Just just to cover the things we missed, we'll do yeah. a, a, a lightning round here. Uh, two Castle Music Festivals, Fire Festival and Pemberton. Shitty. Oh, um, wait. Fire Festival actually happened. That was the yeah. funniest shit I've ever seen. We'll cover that another time. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week uh, in our super special festival roundup because we're too old to actually go to them so it makes us joyful when these things get canceled yeah i actually i i love yeah love it <laughs> young kids can't have fun oh, millennials maybe <laughs> take that refund from your con- festival ticket and buy yourself a home oh they don't get refunds That's oh yeah bankruptcy <laughs> uh other thing uh wild animals being wild animals uh yeah. a black bear in toronto was killed uh a sea lion dragged a uh, little girl a young girl the, into the water in, in richmond richmond which was terrifying yeah uh, the aquarium got slapped again on their ability to keep animals in captivity people are all bent out of shape about that man is this like yeah so yeah we'll talk about those things next week yeah so or we'll, uh, never touch on them again no we have to talk about the aquarium thing because i just want to say it's people virtue signaling and then just piss everybody off that's actually you know what for i like i normally hate your takes on everything yeah but i will fully agree with you on that we'll, we'll oh, cover it next week we have to quit now because that, <laughs> we gotta leave on an end note because we don't agree on much uh if you have anything on the internet that made you angry tweet us at outrage fact pod or email us at the outrage factory at gmail.com or you can tweet at me personally herder that's six r's and or super dalebot feel free to dm me nudie pics Yep, that'll <laughs> do it. I just don't get it. <laughs> Unless you're a dude, don't do it if you're a dude. Yeah, I've, I've seen enough penises, and uh, right. he's seeing mine right now. Uh. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Only makes the decision.